This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In episode 44, you got to hear a conversation I had with one of you. We talked about how to upgrade your five, and you got to hear how we are interacting with our founding members to design this membership platform that we are going to announce to you guys at the end of this month, the last week of June. If you want to hear about that, text the word founder to the number 33444. That way we make sure we reach out to you. In this episode, we are going to have a talk with someone that I have come into relationship with over the last year. And this guy has quite simply impressed me. When we look at what the one thing represents, which is building habits over time, that those habits, if you just focused and acquired them, would lead to to an extraordinary life. He is very aligned with this. He's the author of the Perfect Day Formula book, How to Own the Day and Control Your Life. So many of you have reached out to us and asked what are the habits, what do the days, the routines of successful people look like? Well, we're going to talk about that today. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Craig Ballantyne. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Craig, let's go back to before you owned uh, your your company, Early to Rise. What were you doing? I was getting up late, man. <laughs> you know, I was not early to rise. I, I was getting up early compared to what most people would consider sleeping in. You know, I, but when I got up at seven thirty a.m., I thought that was late. I could feel the anxiety in me building up, and so that was too late for me. And I had to. Uh, build more structure in place to get up earlier. But if you go way, way back, uh, I was a personal trainer and I was getting up really early back then. I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning in order to work on my online business dream. And then I was going and training people all day long. And it was almost like you're when you're a trainer, you're almost like a waiter. You run this kind of split shift. You, you work for a few hours and then there's like a break and then you go back to work for a few hours. So I was making the most of those minutes I had in between, but I was a personal trainer originally. So let's talk about that a little bit because I know my past life when I was in medical sales and I launched the Mentee podcast, so much of the audience was in that employee role and they desperately wanted to start a side business. I you know, this audience, we have a lot of business owners, but we also have employees who who want to step into that entrepreneurial world. Yet we all face a similar challenge, which is it seems like there's more that needs to be done than there are hours in the day. Talk to me about how you 
held yourself accountable to creating time to move your side business forward? Well, it's a great question. And the way you phrased it is perfect because a lot of people are trying to find time. And the thing is, you don't find it. It's not under the bed. It's not in the closet. You don't find it. You make it. You have to make it. You have to create it. And so what I did, I mean, I was already getting up early in the morning, uh, you know, five o'clock in the morning, catch the bus downtown Toronto to to train my clients who were amazing CEOs and stuff. And and I realized, you know, they were almost like fighting over this six o'clock in the morning time slot or the seven o'clock in the morning time slot. I'm like, why Why are you people doing this? And then I realized because it's not going to happen at any other time of day. You know, They're not going to be able to just walk away from what's going on at work at four o'clock in the afternoon and come in and train. And so they knew that in order to do their priority work, they had to time block in the morning. And so that's what I did. I, you know, I only time blocked 15 minutes at a time, but every single morning, I, you know, six days a week, because I was a trainer six days a week, I was up working on my online business, writing copy, creating programs, writing emails to my list, 15 minutes a day. And that set me free over the course of a year. So this is where, and I wanted you to share this because I think people oftentimes when they're not where they want to be, yet they look at a goal, a goal that they question if they can legit legitimately accomplish. And they feel like in order to accomplish that goal, they have to take this massive amount of action. They think big, but they also act big. And you can only act big for so long before you burn out. Yet I love what you said because you thought big and you acted small. Right. And, and there's a great analogy here. And I'm glad you brought this up, Jeff, because I see a lot of people doing this when they think, oh, I'm going to get up early. And they, they do this jump of, you know, they're getting up at 7.30 now and they jump to the 5 a.m. club overnight, like literally overnight, you know, they're two and a half hours early. And, and that works for a couple of days, like you said, doing a whole bunch of big stuff. It works for a couple of days, like going on a diet and cutting everything out. It works for a couple of days until it doesn't. And that's why I was doing 15 minutes at a time. And that's what I instruct people to do now is just 15 minutes at a time to make small changes. So if you're getting up at 7.30 in the morning right now, just get up at 7.15 a.m. You don't have to jump till 5 a.m. And if you get up 15 minutes early and you focus on your number one priority every single day, six days a week, that's 72 hours in a year of clear, uninterrupted thinking. And if you do 15 minutes at a time, you and you're an expert and you want to write a book, you can write 500 words in 15 minutes. And in the end of 10 weeks, you'll have a 30,000 word mini book. So it's just 15 minutes at a time. It makes such a difference. But most people, you know, especially when I was a trainer, people would say, oh, I only have, uh, you know, 10 or 15 minutes today. I'm just going to skip the workout. Uh, I won't be able to make it. I'm like, I can crush you in 15 minutes. You know, come on in. Um, <laughs> And and that's the way that we should look at life is, you know, you give me 15 minutes and I can crush it. I mean, I can crush that on a book. I can crush that on videos. I can, even if I'm doing a 15 minute podcast with somebody, you get down to the nitty gritty and the brass tacks. And sometimes it's almost better to have less time than more time. And uh, And one last thing, Jeff, is I stole this phrase, slivers of time from a woman named Alice Monroe, who won the Pulitzer, not the Pulitzer, so the, no, the Nobel Prize in Literature a couple years ago. And she was a single mom back in the 60s when she started writing her short stories. And they asked her, you know, when do you write? You have kids. And, and she said, in the slivers of time. And I love that approach to life because there's so many people who think, like you mentioned before, if I don't have a three-hour time block, I guess I can't get anything done. And like, Nobody's ever going to get a three-hour time block in this day and age. Mm. So if you get the slivers of time, you can make a 
big, big impact on your life. So I spoke at a company today and this came up because they started talking about time blocking. They had questions about this and a lot of people struggled with it. And so many people in the audience when I, because I, we were doing Q&A and I was going back and forth with them, they felt like they had to time block three hours, four hours at a time. The challenge is most people do not have the capacity to silence the world for that long, to tell customers oh, go away, to not be an email, to say no to your boss, to say no to all of your colleagues that come up to you. And what they don't realize is that the greatest success with time blocking has nothing to do with the amount of time that you do. It has to do with simply starting small and getting momentum and building confidence over time because it builds. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's another great point that comes out of what you just said in that in these 15 minutes in the morning, so you make these 15 minutes in the morning and you get and you sit down and whether you're working on a sales presentation or whether you're going through your list of contacts to contact over the course of the day, or whether you're writing that chapter for your book and you get that done in those 15 minutes. Well, the rest of the day can go to heck in a handbasket, Jeff, and you still have a victory. And what research is finding is that employees that work for companies where they don't see progress and momentum, they lose motivation and they start becoming disengaged. And that's the same way we are with our own personal projects. So if you say, well, you know, I'm going to go home from work tomorrow night, I'm going to write for an hour at 10 o'clock. And, you know, because everybody thinks they can do more work at nighttime, they're all, everybody's a night owl, you know, quote, air quotes around that one. And so, you know, they get home and it's, you know, seven o'clock and they have dinner and eight o'clock, you know, they play with the kids and then nine o'clock, you know, they talk to their spouse and it's like, okay, 10 o'clock. What about a Netflix show? Okay. One Netflix show. And then the next thing you know, it's midnight. It's like, oh, I didn't write that chapter for the book. Tomorrow night, I'll do it. Same thing that happens tomorrow night. And you actually have to have, have to have more discipline to be a night owl than you have to have to get up early, 15 minutes, focus and have that victory. So do that. Just make that change. Block out those 15 minutes in the morning to work on your number one priority because you'll get more done in 15 minutes in the morning than you will in 90 minutes at night. Well, what I love what about you saying is um, it's doable. I think every single person who's listening to this, if they needed to, could wake up 15 minutes earlier if they if if they needed to. I think most most people could find 15 minutes of time that's currently being wasted due to inefficiency in the morning, but that seems doable. That seems bite-sized. And I I love that. Yeah, I mean a lot of yeah, a lot of these lessons, a lot of the approach that I take is coming from the training world, you know. It's like you know, yeah, you should go and train six days a week for an hour. I mean, that's ridiculous if you're starting from scratch. But hey, can you give me uh, you know, three days a week for 10 minutes? Yeah, I can definitely do that. And I actually made a, a fortune in the fitness industry selling four-minute, 10-minute, 20-minute workouts because all of a sudden, people with the excuse of no time were finally able to do it. And they are able to get results, just like you are able to get results and find the time with shorter blocks of time in the day. Mm. So I want to shift focuses and I, and I want to talk about the elephant in the room that I'm sure is associated with your brand early to rise. What if I am, a, what if I, I'm not a morning person. I love me some beauty sleep. Daddy needs beauty sleep. What do you have to say to me? <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. Like I said, it does take more discipline to be night owl, but it's the principles that matter. I mean, you don't have to get up early in the morning to be successful. There are plenty of case studies around the world that show you that. But there are also plenty of case studies 
of people who thought they could only work at night who made the transition to working in the morning. And pretty much anybody who went to college fits in this one, right? I mean, when we went to college, <laughs> we worked until midnight, 1 a.m., right? And then, you know, we had to go and adapt to the real world. And, and you know, well, we were used to getting up at 11 or 10 or 9 a.m. in the morning. And then we got a job where we had to be there at eight and we lived 30 minutes from it. And, you know, you managed to find a way. And so eight o'clock became your normal. And, you know, it's just like, Seven o'clock can become someone's normal. Six o'clock can become someone's normal. Yeah, we all can do it. (laughs) Right, right, and and that's another great point. Is is um, you know what I was saying before about sometimes it's it's better to have less time than to have more time. And I see this with some of my clients who have their first child, and they go from like thinking they were really busy to and not getting everything done to to being much more legitimately busy with a child and actually getting more big stuff done that mattered, you know, one thing stuff that mattered. And, you know, it's totally in line and parallel with the message that you guys are preaching. And and I think that it's just a matter of making better use of your time, whether you get up at five o'clock in the morning or whether you get up at 11 o'clock in the morning, it's all about the principles of how you structure your day. And I actually have this little phrase, Jeff, it's not about the hour you get up. It's about what you do with the hours that you are up. Mm, I love that. And, and the thing that I appreciate in your perspective, Craig, is is that it's very much a what's going to work for you. You're not going to sit here and say everybody needs to get up early. I mean, there's plenty of documentation to show, and we all know it's the truth. The time you can control the most is early in the morning because most people are still sleeping. So there is a reason why you see a lot of very successful people up in the early in the morning getting the things done that matter most to them first because otherwise it simply isn't going to happen. But if that does not work for you, cool. That's fine, but it's about what can you do in the hours that you are awake. Yeah, absolutely, and it's another parallel to my experience in the fitness world, where you know there's always a hot diet, and people think, oh, you know, I'm going to try this hot diet, and if this diet doesn't work for me, nothing will. But the truth is, almost every diet works, and you just have to go and find the one that works for you. Just like every schedule can work, you just have to find the right schedule that works for you. Mm. Let's let's talk about routines a little bit. What are you seeing in terms of, you know, you've got an interesting network, you've been, you've intentionally surrounded yourself with a tightly curated group of people, which I can identify with and appreciate. What do you see when it comes to routines of people who are enjoying a taste of the extraordinary? Well, let me, let me start off and, and say that uh, the mistake I'm seeing in people's routines, Jeff, because this is really, really common and it's, it's occurring in people who are getting extraordinary results and they're becoming stressed out by this. And it's this movement, this morning movement to trying to do 19 different things before they go to work. And, you know, there's funny articles on Inc.com about the 14 things that successful people do before breakfast. And, and you know, someone <laughs> drew it out and it and it was a four and a half hour routine. It was ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and I, I actually have clients, you know, they'd be like, you know, I'm trying to do my gratitude journaling and then my meditation and then my free form journaling and then my exercise and then my yoga uh, before 7 a.m. And it's kind of stressing me out. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of stressing you out. Like, well, you know, why don't you just throw like interpretive dancing in there and then like, oh, you know, pistol shooting? Neat. I mean, just to, you know, and so what I'm seeing is, is there is this trend, you know, it's like the pendulum has shifted so far into thinking that you have to do everything in the morning that people are becoming overwhelmed with it. And I fear that people are doing that and they're going to all of a sudden say, oh, this morning stuff, it doesn't work because they're trying to cram too much stuff in. 
So the people that are successful, they really just follow what I call these three steps, the cleanse, center, and kickstart approach to the morning. And it, it can take as little as five minutes. And so what this means is, is you're going you're gonna to do something to cleanse yourself first thing in the morning. And that might be physically, like having a big glass of lemon water or green tea or whatever it is, bulletproof coffee, whatever you want to have, uh, something healthy. Or you can mentally and spiritually cleanse with Bible reading or meditation. But you're going to do something for that would fit in that cleanse. And then you're going to do something that centers yourself for the day and you, that immediately says to your brain, okay, game on. It's time to go from you know, lying in bed to, to realizing that, hey, the day has started here. And that could be you know, walking your dog. That could be having your coffee. That could be listening to uh, you know, a motivational video on YouTube. That could be listening to a song. That could be doing exercise. Or that could be spiritual work, you know, reading your Bible. So, I mean, you just need something to center your mind for the day. And then you need something to kickstart your day. You know, like, okay. What's my number one thing that I need to do right now? How can I get kickstarted into that? And for me, when I sit down at my, de- at my desk in the morning, I open up my computer. I'm a writer, so I write first thing. And I put on my headphones and I listen to this uh, classical music piece by Chopin. And as soon as I hear that, it means, okay, it's writing time. It's time to kickstart and get in gear. Mm. So it's just little things like that. But mostly, Jeff, the big thing is the routine is minimal. And it's a good transition from there into life. And whether they go into exercise as their number one priority or whether they go to writing or whether they go to you know marketing stuff, it just needs to be that minimal transition because successful people don't do 14 things before breakfast. They do one thing and that's focus on what matters. Oh, you, I just got the biggest smile on my face. And here's the beauty of it. I mean, did I prep you on that one? And say, please mirror it to the the content of the one thing. No, but I mean, no. hey, we're uh, we're speaking the same language right. for sure. I mean, it, look, folks, whether you read the one thing, whether you've you've studied other people's information, you're starting to see certain truths reoccur. Uh, there's a reason you're hearing the same message with with the internet. With there's so much out there today that I think there's going to be a massive movement towards simplification. And in Hal Elrod, for example, for the Miracle Morning, where there's six different steps to do in the morning, for some people that really works. And look, it has taken on a life of its own. But you know, Jay had a conversation with Hal directly and said, the only thing that from, from our standpoint is, can you think big in terms of a morning routine where you could do all these things, but can you start small? Can you start with one? It goes back to the focusing question of the book. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier and necessary? Can you narrow your focus down to one thing and start there until it's a habit? And and I just, I love that, Craig. So that's beautiful. Well, thanks, Jeff. And there's one other thing I want to mention about routines that are working. And this comes down to like the to-do list and also being able to focus on that one thing that you can do first thing in the morning. And so what I see a lot of people doing is they're making their to-do list in the morning. And from what I have found, if you're making your to-do list in the morning, that's too late. You are already too late. You're wasting time. You're wasting your your creativity and your energy in the morning. And so the most successful people, the ones that are getting the extraordinary results, as you asked about before... They are doing the to-do list the night before. They are planning out and not making a long to-do list, but a very short one of, okay, here's the number one priority. And if I get this done, then here's the next thing to do. And this goes all the way back to a story I heard about Ivy Lee, a consultant who gave this advice to Andrew Carnegie, I believe, about you know just make your to-do list of three things and then start the next day focused on the first one. And then when it's done, then you can move on to the second one. And then when that's done, you can move on to the third. 
And it's very simple. And the only other thing I'll add to that is you, yes, you need to know your number one priority, but you should do a little bit of preparation for it. And as a writer or as anybody who's ever tried to sit down at a blank Word document knows, it's tough to start there. But if you give yourself a couple bullet points the night before, it's a whole lot easier for you to sit down behind that computer and crank out the words because you got bullet points or prompts or questions that you can go and fill out, whether you're creating a chapter for your book or a sales script or you know, a list of benefits that you want to explain to your client when you're showing them a house. You, it's, it's so much better when you start off with something, a prompt, in order to focus on that one thing in the morning. So th- this is what you just shared has been one of our single biggest ahas recently uh, working with a, a small group uh, that we call our founding members. And to give you guys some context uh, of what's happened behind the scenes, you know, we've get, we, we accepted our founding members, the, this small group of people that was going to help us craft our membership platform that we're going to be launching come up here. And one of the biggest challenges that people had when it came to their time was really understanding, having the clarity over what their priorities were. What was number one? What is number two? What is number three? How do you develop the habit of doing number one and not focusing on number two until you've earned the right to by knocking out number one? How do you identify these things in advance? And that it was that direct feedback from this group of people, which is validating what you're saying, Craig, that shaped and molded the membership product that we're launching later this month. I love when I see the things popping up over and over and over again. So my my call to action for the people who are listening to this, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't do it. But you know, imagine the mirror in front of you. You're staring at yourself in the mirror and ask the ask the question: Do I know what the one thing is that I absolutely must accomplish this week is? And should I earn the right to focus on anything else? Do I know what number two is? Do I know what number three is? And so on and so forth. Have you developed the habit? of clearly identifying what your priorities are for the year, your month, this week, and making sure that you begin to act in order of priority. Are you surrounded by a group of people who understand this way of thinking and acting? And are they there to support you? If not, would it be helpful if that was available to you? If so, you will want to text us. You will want to text the word founder to the number 33444 because that is exactly what this membership program is becoming. And it's because we've worked with a group of people just like you who have point blank told us that's what they need. So text us that number. Well, Craig, where can people learn more about you? Where can they find your book? I would love to give everybody a free copy of my book at freeperfectdaybook.com. Just pay shipping and handling and we'll get a copy of that out to you. It's, it's helped a lot of people. I mean... I mean, I just love sharing it. It truly is my life's work. It's something that I've built over the last 10 years of putting these systems in place for me to get more done, make more money, and still get home on time for dinner to be present with their family. Yeah, love it, brother. Well, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the friendship and uh, just look, look forward to continuing to grow it. Thank you so much, my friend. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Craig Ballantyne from Early to Rise The thing that I love about Craig and in the message is at one point in time in his life, you know, he was very successful as a personal trainer, but always knew that he wanted to own his own online business. Yet here he is working a lot of hours during the day. He didn't just quote unquote, have the time. It wasn't easy to necessarily 
make the changes and build the type of company that he wanted to build, but he was willing to do what it took. And in, for many of us, it was something that we can do. 15 minutes in the morning, you know? So when I, I challenge you to look at your life and ask where you want to improve and then apply the focusing question. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And the key there is that you can do. If you don't feel like you can exercise for an hour a day, don't. But can you do four minutes? Can you do 10 minutes like Greg was talking about? If you want to write a book, can you spend 10, 15 minutes writing a book? This resonates with me so deeply because when I was in medical device sales, working a full-time job, wanting to start a business on the side, do you know when it happened? I held myself accountable. The mark of success was whether or not I sat down at my desk for 15 minutes a day to advance it forward. Now, many days I ended up doing more than 15 minutes. I ended up spending hours at night or hours in the morning, but the mark of success was whether or not I did 15 minutes. I I understood even before being exposed to this content that I needed to build momentum. And if I could even set, just move the ball a little bit every day over time, it would create something incredible. And in that business, it became a six-figure business in a year. It was part of the reason that I became qualified to move to Austin to start this company with Gary and Jay. I, 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 I do question what my life would look like had I not narrowed my focus down to that one thing of just moving the ball a little bit every single day. I don't think I'd be here with you right now. What's that area of your life that you desperately want to make a change yet you have struggled to do so for so long? How can you reset the bar of success to a level that you know you can knock it out of the park day after day so that you can build up the momentum and enjoy that domino effect that happens over a period of time? So with that, thank you again to Craig Ballantyne. Really appreciate all of you. And in all sincerity, if you feel like you would benefit from joining a community of people who are on a mission to taking control of their time, to achieving clarity over their goals and their purpose, and to build the confidence to silence the world that threatens to to distract you every single day, please text FOUNDER to the number 33444. Um, we're still locking the final dates in, but the late June, the last week of June to the first week of July is when we plan on, on accepting new members for our first group of true members for this membership platform that we've created with our founding members. We are only opening it for just under two weeks because we want to get that initial group of people in and we want to focus on serving them. We want to focus on making it a world-class experience for them. And then we will open the doors and invite more people in. But I, I want to give you plenty of heads up. Time block it on your calendar. Mark your calendar and look out for this thing. It is working with our founding members has been the most valuable, meaningful experience I have had yet in this company. And I cannot wait to show you what we have created together because I know it truly will impact your life in a profound way. So please text founder to the number 33444 so you can be on the list. We'll reach out to you. And with that, we look forward to being with you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The One Thing Podcast. We do this for you. you. And if you would share this with somebody today, share it with somebody that you know could benefit from this. It would mean the world to us. We'll see you in the next episode.